What's up, everybody? Jason with Founders BR. Super excited to share with you today's episode. We sit down with Jay Thompson. He's the CEO of SciTech Louisiana. Have a lot of insights. We discuss favorite books, leadership development, as well as what building a better Louisiana means to Jay. And so I hope you enjoy today's content. So without further ado, check it out. So we you know we had a chance. We've already been talking about Chris Voss and a lot of interesting books that I feel like every time we meet, my book list grows <laughs> like as expected, which I wanted to. But I want to ask you about your story, Jay. I know just knowing you, you have such a passion for leadership. Like, and I enjoy our conversation so much because you come with such a wealth of knowledge. And I'm just curious, like, where does that for you, where does that come from? Like, what drives you for that? For me, I grew up idolizing my dad's dad. I'm the third, James Tatman Thompson the third, so I was named after him. And by the time I came along, he was retired, but he was a small town doctor in Eunice. And his wife was a nurse. You know, they met overseas in World War II. Actually got married in France. Okay. And that's where they met in like Tent City, they called yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, so, that's cool. So there's famous stories about like hearing growing up about how they met and things. And But when you just around the little town of Eunice, people would come up to him and talk, thank him so much for the things he did. You know, you delivered so-and-so or you set yeah. my arm when I was a little boy or you're the first doctor to see black people hmm. was a big one I'd heard. But when I was little, I thought he was like famous. Um, <laughs> right. My dad's a rock star. My grandpa's a rock star. Yeah, everybody knows Dr. T, you know? Yeah. And But it was a real sense of like impact. Yeah. Like it was an impact uh, on people's lives and they were able to help so many people. Mm-hmm. That doesn't go away. That's, I mean, that's a huge ripple effect. And so for me, it's always been about, there's been like something missing, you know, like obviously, you know, I get to LSU and I'm like, I don't get excited about microbiology. Um, <laughs> you know, I remember looking in, in the lab and seeing like Volvox under the microscope and it looks like a green Epcot ball floating around and my lab partner was so pumped and I was like, I'm counting the seconds until right. we can get, you know, so I had to do something else, but, and so it was, you know, business and management, but, but how can you have an impact? How can you have an impact on people's lives? And when it kind of slowly, as I get more experience, like I can do that and still manage a P&L and manage a successful business and get things done, but you can still have an impact on people's lives. And that's, that's really how building a better Louisiana started at SciTech mm-hmm. was what's our company's mission? Like, how do we make it bigger than just, oh, we like to sell some things. So it kind of born out of a bigger purpose, a bigger meaning. Yeah. Well, and I love that. Now I told you this before too, but like build a better Louisiana. I love that. Cause I, like, I stole it. Like, I love it. Like I say that, like, it's like almost like a personal mission statement, right, right. <laughs> but it's funny. Cause you say that as your organization, that's what you march to. And I think it's, I think it's important when you have something higher that you have as a purpose, it creates more buying It creates so much more, but you know, for me, I get it, but curious is, you know, when you came up with build a better Louisiana, how did you get to that? And what was that process to determine like, this is what we're doing? Well, it was a lot of collaboration, a lot of team talking about it and thinking about it. And, but for us, it's as simple as like you're driving on the interstate and it's well done, or you see a levy and it's well made or a subdivision that's well constructed. It's what our customers do. And what our, what we do at SciTech is we give them products and services that will help them do that better, Mm. faster, 
say for from a high level comparing that to around the country if we don't do this really well for louisiana our state falls a little bit behind other states yeah so the better we're able to do it like we want to get ahead we want to do it so well that our customers at heavy civil contractors are so efficient that we get more done with less yeah and so that became like a something that people attached to so that it became well how do we connect it to our individual people you know yeah. like a sales guy's personal why and some of this simon Sinek, yeah personal why is i want to connect people mm-hmm. well if he does that well and now they bid work differently and now they buy from us because now they have both have more work then that's that's everybody's doing better you yeah know, we're creating jobs we're helping people and then the salesman's living his purpose or for a technician it might be figuring out a a technical issue, a technical puzzle that no one else can figure out, but it right. gets the machine moving where they can right. produce their work. Right. And then for us, it kind of builds on itself. Like it starts to yeah. get like, okay, well, we can see our customers as a whole start to get better and then they grow a little bit and they do more things because of our involvement and our ability to help them. Yeah. They're doing the hard stuff. We're just providing the, the help. And then as they grow, they hire more people or individuals within that company go from getting a lot of specialized knowledge about our technology and their prospects increase and they get a better life. And we, you know, so that's building a better Louisiana, just one person at a time. And then we've also focused that internally. So there's so much change with the technology. There's so much change with the products and, and, and all these customers adopting. So we have to keep pace with it too. You know, we have to change. So then it's internally, like, how do we, build a better Louisiana employee? How do we keep our people not only up to date with the technical information, but all the development stuff that we do? Can we can we inspire them to keep up with that, the, the pace of it? Like, you know, right. we need to be really good at communications. Let's do Dale Carnegie. We need to do better at our interpersonal. So, you know, we need more know more about DISC or better team player. We're reading ideal yeah. team player and five dysfunctions. And, you know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. how do we how do we keep this? This year has been big with extreme ownership and dichotomy of leadership. You know, yeah. the, the guys are really attached to the, the concepts in that book. So it's it's how do we make Build a Better Louisiana work on many different levels? Yeah. Well, you know, I've said this before, and I'm sitting, for those who can't see, but I'm sitting in your office. And for those listening, like, when you say that, that's not like lip service. <laughs> like, yeah, and, and I, of course, that goes without saying, but, you know, some people say, hey, look, we believe in these things, and, and you know, and it's talked about on occasion. And then you go do your day to day and and then you kind of circle back to it. I mean, you have on your wall, literally steadiness, consciousness, influence, dominance. You've got literally people's disc profiles printed out with their faces. And I still remember the first time I saw it, it was, it's really powerful because it puts it in perspective like, oh, wow, I know that so-and-so is going to respond based on, you know, to this more like if I need to come with a based on feeler approach or this person's going to question a lot. So I need to make sure I... You know, I break it down why I'm thinking this and it makes it very actionable, like on a day to day level. I'm curious because you've seen the evolution of SciTech was like, is this something you showed up with? And it was like, boom, this was all rolled out. Or is this something that like through time you kind of built up? How did that evolution look like for you? Oh, yeah. No, it's nothing was um, built out. I mean, it was a good company before but we were smaller. We had about seven employees. Mm-hmm. We sold about a million dollars a year. Fast forward to today, we're at almost 30, you know, and it's, we sell about a million a month. 
Wow. So some of it was just around you're building the plane as you fly it. Like, right. okay, how do we build out our operations? How do you build out your technical? How do you, you got to develop a whole sales strategy and how do you penetrate new markets? How do you help existing customers? How do you, along the way, they're throwing new products in there. So you're figuring that out and you're building that out. But certain point, it becomes your systems, your processes, your people. But at a certain point, once you get to, you start hitting all these levels of growth, then it's the culture is a big thing. Like when you walk into church, your mama teaches you pretty quick. You got to act a certain way. Yeah. So if that's a real thing, then how do we employ that at SciTech where we have our own culture and it it helps us deliver on our our mission? So it kind of became, man, it would work better if our people could communicate more effectively. Mm -hmm. Well, then you, you're talking about Dale Carnegie, which all our people go through that, the 12 week class. But we've done time management, we've done leadership, we've anything they offer, we, we, yeah. we take. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the big one is a 12 week Dale class. Yeah. So everybody's done that. Mm. And you can, that helped bond everybody, get them to communicate better, but it helped bond everybody together. Disc, people started giving each other more grace. Like, mm. I understand why when we're talking like this and we're debating this, I understand why he's coming out this way. Right. Because that's how his style does things. He wants, right. you know, if he's a dominant, he wants, you know, he's skipping details. Or yeah. if he's a C, it's like they want all that information. Yeah. So knowing it is easy. Doing it is hard. So learning how to adapt, how you communicate is a big thing. Yeah. And it started out like this is something we need to do to help, not just internally, but to help our sales guys be able to more effectively communicate yeah. to their customers. Right. So what does he need? So it all kind of keeps building. So now it's it's almost like when we onboard somebody, it's like, okay, here's what you need to learn to get to where we are as a company because we've done all these things. It's been over the course of years. So it's like, okay, well, here's where you start. Here's the here's what you need to read. Here's the classes we need to get you enrolled in. Yeah. Some of it, it's funny. Like they talk about when they first get hired and they're excited about, and then they take the class and go, oh, this is where this comes from. I just right. thought that's just what y'all did. You know, I didn't understand that this was something that, so, yeah. but that's a good thing. Cause it helps that fresh perspective helps redeploy it through. That's right. I remember when I took that class, let yeah. me tell you, you know, it reinforces it because when, when it works, you stop thinking about it and it just becomes part of your DNA. Like what you, you don't criticize, condemn or complain. You know, or you're trying to figure out what somebody's disc profile is and match. You know, you, you start to not notice some of the things that you do. You give good feedback. You seek feedback. You ask for permission. Hey, you mind if I have, you know, give you some advice on this? Like yeah. all those things become habits. Yeah. But originally it was something that we had to work on and yeah. talk about. Well, I agree with you on so many levels, especially because I'll give a couple of examples. But like communication, I think, is there's naturally an assumption that it's like it's given like it's just like here you know you have to practice it you don't have to make it on like on a conscious level and i think until you first step out like the first time you ever and you go whoa that actually i just learned something and i dramatically changed for me like that was what like made me all of a sudden i went deep diving into it because i'm a talker by nature i like to meet with people and so I'm, I'm very that's in my element but i always thought it was just natural like i never never i never put any emphasis into leadership skills and, you know, I just thought that was just what you were born with. And, you know, you just figure things out. And it wasn't until, A, I, I started to fail as a leader, <laughs> recognizing that, wow, this is not, like, I can see my team is not bought into what I'm saying. Like, I'm saying stuff, and they're not, they're not bought in. 
And I recognized I couldn't accept the fact that, well, oh, this it must be I'm just a poor leader. That's it's because it's innate. I'm like, no, there's got to be a way to get better. And that's when I discovered Dale Carnegie and I discovered people that were truly leaders in that space and go, wow, the power of you know, there's a whole chapter on smiling. Like, how often <laughs> do you smile? <laughs> like, and that influences people. And then all of a sudden you start to recognize how do I communicate? And the people receive things differently. My wife is a feeler. Like if I try to, I'm more dominant. I'm going to go right to the point. I'm going to say my thought. And that doesn't work. I have to go, what is it that you're feeling? Like you said something, but there's an emotion behind it. And what is that emotion? Now let me understand that emotion and then communicate in that language. And vice versa to me, she knows like if I, it's like, what do you, like, like, just tell me exactly what it is that you want. And like, we'll get right to it. So it's <laughs> funny you like you talk about all that and really bring it in and make it very actionable. I think it's, I think it's just awesome, man. Well, it's been fun and it's fun to watch the team. Like when we first started <laughs> talking about Dale Carnegie, mm-hmm. they were like, what are we doing? Like Dale Carnegie's not construction. We, right. We're boots in the mud construction. What our customers, we yeah. want to help them. But as you get into it, it's people, people right. are the same. People want the same things. And it's all about helping them. So yeah. it's been a good evolution and it never seems to stop because you're always, there's always another something else. There's yeah. always the next thing. Like yeah. how do you develop right now? We're focused on feedback, giving and receiving good feedback, mm. the art of the question, asking a good question, yeah. asking an insightful, listening to listening, not with your ears, but with your mind, understanding what the intent is. And then asking the questions leading up to like the hard question of, Something I'd say a hard question to even ask. That, that's right. how you know it's a good question. Like it's yeah. a thought-provoking question. Yeah. So. There's layers of the question. Mm-hmm. I love that. So when we're sitting here right now, it's December 23rd, 22nd. We've got eight days left of 2020. And I know you're a constant learner. I'm curious if there was any one lesson that you took away from this year. Was there something that really sticks out in your mind? For 2020? Mm-hmm. I think for me, I'm so focused on developing our people. I think that's a, a big thing for me as part of our culture. Mm-hmm. We make sure we hire for it. You know, like if you have to be that guy or gal to, to even make it in, because yeah. that's just so. For me, this this year was a time when a lot went into. Well, we just going to strip some things away that don't not aren't needed, and development to me is something that is absolutely needed. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's not something you can just stop. So, right. and it's paid dividends for us this year because when all this starts to hit, you have people on our team that stepped up and you can count on and that make things happen through difficult circumstances, yeah. you know, and, and that's because of the team and the development. It's they're ready to step up and do things. So it help. So yeah. to me, it's, it's all about that. Yeah. So it sounds like it's a validation of the work that you've put in because I feel like development is a long-term game. Like that's not a short-term game. And while you see short-term, it's also playing for the long-term. And so you've put on that groundwork and protecting that culture here and you see the impacts of it in 2020 when everybody really rallies together and, and makes things happen. Well, I think you, I can see how you said that, but it's more, to me, it's everybody. It's the whole, Yeah. it's the whole group, yeah. you know, I yeah. mean, you can't make somebody develop like they ha- it has to be it's within that's good they have to be excited about it you have to gain their buy-in right it helps if it's part of the culture because everybody's doing it yeah. but you can see the big payoffs as you kind of progress because one thing kind of stacks on another yeah 
that's a good point. I like how you say, yeah, I mean, it's got to come from within. It's not something that you can, um, they can, uh, you can force on, which makes well, it's, sense. It's ambition. So yeah. it's hard to coach up ambition. Yeah. If they don't have something else that's missing. If they have ambition, you can help coach yeah. because they have ambition to fix it. Yeah. So it's hard to coach up ambition. Yeah, it's true. I love that. So I guess pivoting onto you personally, like, do you find like if you needed to get inspiration or something, or you're looking for motivation, is there a place or somewhere you go, whether it's a book, it's a location, it's a whatever, where do you go for that inspiration, that motivation? I guess for me, a lot of my hobbies revolve around work. Mm-hmm. Um, I have worked on that to try to make that more more diverse. Yeah. So it's not a bad thing. I, I did start shooting some sporting clays. Okay. Yeah. So I joined Covey Rise as a gun club. Yeah, yeah. Um, out in Husser, Louisiana, it's a little north of Hammond. Mm-hmm. And that place is it's like golf with shotguns. Yeah, yeah. So it's a blast. Yeah. So yeah. it's just kind of a way to. I don't know. I always find that, you know, it's about what, 45 minutes, maybe 50 minute drive from here. Yeah. So it's, you do get some time afterwards because you can just kind of blow off some relaxing time and blow off some steam, but then it's a lot of like an hour drive each way. So you get like some good time to reflect. And sometimes if you're stuck on something, some little thing like that will, when you're not thinking about it pops up like, Oh, this is the answer or this is a solution. Yeah. I like that. Are you any good? You can, you, you hitting targets? I mean, no. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm okay. It's a lot of fun. I mostly do it for the fun. Yeah. You know, I'm nowhere near where I can get like go to a competition or anything, but yeah. I need to be more consistent as yeah. far as practicing to do that. But it is a lot of fun. Yeah. A lot of fun. That's funny. Well, you talk about the drive and like getting, you know, the stuff comes to you on that. For me, it's always because I, I like to. I like to run, swim, and bike, and triathlon stuff. And like people kind of look at me crazy when they'll tell them, like, you pay other people to then go jump in a lake and swim a couple football fields and then get out <laughs> and like, and you pay to do that and like ride a bike. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like, are you crazy? And it's funny, like, that's where I get a lot of my, a lot of thoughts and like ideas and, and like energy comes from. I'm just like kind of like, I'm just letting my mind wander a little bit. And so it makes me think of that when you talk about like, the, you know, like when you just kind of pause and, that's when I have like my best, like, I was like, that's where my best ideas come from. That's where I like, I find it all my creativity comes out is in those moments of like, kind of where I can kind of quiet myself for a bit and get that. Right. So I'm curious. So a lot of times I like to ask everybody this, and this is hard for me. So, and I know with the amount of wealth of knowledge that you have, it's going to be hard, but I'm curious your thought. If I could give you a billboard, you'd write anything on the billboard. What would you have on it? I think it would say develop your team Mm -hmm. because that's been such a crucial part of our success i think not only does it drive me but all of our people when your team is developing themselves you can't not do it yourself yeah and so it it pushes our leadership on all levels yeah and it creates this excitement in the company i mean everybody every manager here has specific time one-to-one on the calendar with all their people Mm including me, I, I, I rotate everybody, yeah. but it's, it's time just for, let's talk about how you are. Let's catch up. Let's talk about things you're working on, things you're struggling with. Yeah. You know, let's talk about development. What's your next. So yeah, it's been such a powerful, powerful piece Yeah, to what it is, what it is we do. Like we've, we've got guys that, you know, we had our Christmas party and they're talking, you know, it was outside and they're talking about, 
they're like, I feel sorry for some of these young guys who this is their first job. You don't really understand what you're getting. And, you know, you got so it. it's some of it. Some of it's really, it's cool when you hear them talk about it and brag yeah. about it. And yeah, especially amongst them, you know, themselves. So, yeah. That's awesome. Um, and I feel like if I'm looking across like my other peer groups or other site tech dealerships or other yeah. guys, it's, can be done so much more at a bigger level at so many other places. Mm-hmm. So that would be something I'd want everybody to know. Like, why don't all companies, I'm sure we could do it better, but why doesn't all people, why don't we talk about that more? Yeah, that's great. I'm curious, you know, you, you said you go from a million dollars in annual revenue to 12 million and you're talking about 1200% growth and clearly culture employee development has all been vital into achieving that. You have a team that's bought in. Is there something that on the flip side of that, for maybe somebody who's listening, who's like, and wants to navigate a pitfall, right? And they're starting, they're early off in their business. Do you have any advice of like, what, maybe why some businesses don't make it? Like, here's why I think some organizations aren't able to succeed in, in growth. If you could put your finger on one, I know it's put it, tough to put on one, but if you could put your finger on something and say, hey, look, this is what, from your vantage point, avoid this. <laughs> like, this is what can really tank a business. That's a good question. I think we can really tank a business in the growth. I think it's always trying to think about what's coming next. So the analogy we used to always talk about is we're building the plane as we fly it, Mm. kind of a feeling, and we still have that. So it's what's coming next. Like, okay, if we were to grow, okay, we're going to put some sales strategy and some salespeople in place. We're going to train them really hard. We're going to get them moving that's going to produce this much revenue, but do we have enough support for that? Do we have enough operations folks? Do we have enough, you know, we hire guys that work construction to just to teach what it is, our customers, what we do. Do we have enough of those guys? Do we have enough technicians to keep that support going? Like we can't build a bell Louisiana if we can't fix it, yeah. you know, yeah. or, or train anybody how to use it. So right. it's thinking about what's next. And it's like, it's a never ending thing because it's people, but it's process. It used to be the way that we do inventory was really easy. We'd be like, yeah, I ordered that last week. I put it on the shelf right there. I see it. Right. I know we have one. Right. You know, whereas now it's this monstrosity of a warehouse and it's like, okay, yeah. this is random inventory counts and mm. just in time and yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, predicting what we need to order and having checking inventory turns. Yeah. So it's what processes, what people, when is our system going to give out? Yeah. Like this operating system isn't robust enough to handle mm. the complexity of what we do. Think about that for each of your individual people, your departments, you got to build a leadership team. So it's always like you're trying to look at if we're here and we want to go to this and that's sometimes it's, it takes a lot of processing and thought and a lot of discussion around what is it going to look like? You know, right. so for me, I'm talking to everybody I knew that had similar journeys or what are they thinking? I'm talking to, I've visited probably 12 other site techs, you know, around the, the country. Yeah. I think it's 11 other site techs. Yeah. Talking to peers, talking to our team. So it's it's a lot of trying to get what's ahead of it. Yeah. Because once you're there, it's too late. Like, you can't hire people that quickly. You can't train them up that quickly. You can't yeah. install a new ERP that quickly, you know? So. Yeah, no, it makes, I mean, it makes a ton of sense. I really love that what's next. Because I think that if you're not... It's very easy to get like a staircase. It's very easy to go, wow, I climb pretty far. And then like, this is good. And then the business is going to continue or whatever it is with business, whatever pursuit in life, 
there's going to be something that's next. If you're not thinking about that and how it affects other things, I think that that's when you can get tripped up. And uh, I think that's a great analogy. Right. So you have like a person that handles bookkeeping, rental, inventory, and a little bit of scheduling. And then in a year, it's like, well, we need to split those into two. And then the next year, it's like, okay, well, each one of those may be a specific person. Like it, we've grown to where it merits that. When is the right? Right. When, at what level do we need that? Now it's, okay, well, now this person needs a team. How do we, there's a big transition from when you're the guy who does things to you're the guy who helps and manages other people to, to mm. get to do things and get results. So yeah. are you developing your people? Are you hiring them the right way that yeah. they can grow into that stuff? So it's always what's the next the next piece? What do we need to have to get to that? Right. You can have the best sales team, and I think we have a great one. Mm-hmm. But if nobody's here to process the invoices or pull the gear or get it ready to go or install it on the machines or teach them how to use it or repair it when it fixes it <laughs> right. really breaks. It's, it's right. It's kind of pointless. It doesn't help yeah. our sales team. Any. Yeah. That's you know. I love it. Do you have any mentors that you go to that you look for influence from? Well, of course I use a lot of that from Vistage. Yeah. Our ownership does a great job with that as well, mm-hmm. but a lot of peer to peer, that part is a lot of fun of being in the room with, 20 other CEOs and you're yeah. bouncing things off one another. Yeah. And with the, the cool thing that was eye opening at first, I mean, I've been in this for five years, but it's, it's like you start to realize that it's a lot of the same things. You, you have a lot of the same problems, yeah. the same issues, the same challenges. It's, it's all cloaked in a different jargon of a different industry, right. but it's a lot of the same stuff. Yeah. So it makes it fun because it's almost like you have a subject matter expert in almost every little because every guy has got their own expertise. I, I um, I remember going to the, the one you invited me to, and it was really powerful to see exactly what you said. Every or multiple leaders from different industries, all talking around the same challenges. And what was interesting too in the exercise was peeling back those layers of what what was a surface. And it's kind of like what you're saying with the questions too. Like there's a next question. So like, hey, this is what that's not even really what your real question is. And then there's the second question and you go, okay, well, we're getting closer. And then all of a sudden you're like eight, nine questions deep and you go, okay, we landed on the, here's the real question. And it's much more difficult, much deeper, but really gets to the actual resolution of what you're trying to accomplish. And so I, yeah, I know you mentioned that. That's a great source as well, which I love. So I'm curious as well. So this would be the, this kind of a pivot to when we talk about, Louisiana community. Is there anything that you're involved with that's outside of business that's important to you? From like like a nonprofit or volunteer or anything like that, any organizations? Yeah, no, I'm involved with our kids' school. They go to St. John VNA right down the street here and helping with that. We've done a little bit with Heritage Ranch over the years. Yeah. They actually came here one time, came to SciTech, so that was a fun day. Yeah. Vicki Ellis and Mm -hmm. yeah. And then I just recently joined uh, Rotary here, okay. here in Baton Rouge. Cool. Just more of that. How do we do more for our, our community and our, our state? How do yeah. we do more for its people? You know, right. So that's one of those things that I think we all can do more of. I think I personally can do more of that. So trying to get more and more into that realm of, of giving back. Yeah, that's awesome. I know Vicki and, and the team are there doing a lot of great work. And that's really cool. Rotary is a good group as well. That's awesome. 
So I, I like to ask these, Jay, this is silly questions, but our rapid fire final questions. So it's December. For those, if you haven't done your shopping, you don't have much time, but for those on a budget, what's a purchase of $100 or less that's most positively impacted your life in the last six months? I bought my little girl a BB gun. Okay. She got a pink, like Red Rider BB Red gun. Red Rider, <laughs> you know, little tiny, yeah. you know, almost catch the BB kind of a, a, <laughs> right. a thing. And she would, like, her brother has, who's older has one. And so that's what she had to have. And she's just so excited about it. And she just, I don't know, she looked grown, more grown up. Yeah. You know? But she was just, it was more about her excitement of being so like she was a big, you know, yeah. all grown up now. Oh, I love know, it. You know, love so it. I don't remember how much it cost, but that thing's not, not worth <laughs> no. very much. And, but just her, her excitement over it. And when she gets to go use it, she's so excited about it. You right. Know? So getting that much joy out of, something yeah. it's a good it's a good investment yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> especially your daughter whenever they're happy uh everyone tends to be happy <laughs> yeah she um she came to me the other day and she uh she says daddy i, I got a new nickname and i'm like yeah baby what and she was like i want you to call me yelda labam and i was like hadley mabel what is yelda labam where'd you come up with that right and she says it's hadley mabel backwards <laughs> And she ran off. I was like, where did you even come up with that? You know? Um, You're like, Dad, I have, I have a BB gun. The life has changed. Yeah. She's seven. Yeah. You know? She's, she's, she's a little, you know. I love I it. Know, so. I love it. Not yeah. exactly rapid fire, but she just did that. No, I thought it was hilarious. I love that. That's a fantastic That's a fantastic answer. All right. What's an unusual habit or absurd thing that you love? Unusual habit or absurd thing that you love? The the guys the the, guys, the team here makes fun of me a good bit about charts and graphs and statistics. You know, I have a, I was fortunate enough to have a background. I get a lot of training in Six Sigma, Six Sigma Master Black Belt, and yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a lot about data and using data to fix business. Right. So some kind of way that got hooked on me when yeah. So I want to translate everything into a graph that we can monitor and like how are we doing well this is you know, i want to see the graph like yeah. i want to see yeah what does the data show us <laughs> right and it's we talk about they just make fun of me a lot because if there's a graph i'm excited i'm leaning in yeah. i want to know like how <laughs> how it's working and you know they're like yes jay we'll, we'll make a graph you know like <laughs> i don't know it just seems it's just, i don't know for me it relates yeah, a, um, a big giant graph comes up. You're like, oh, that's a oh, that's that's, that's a, a nice looking graph. <laughs> so they make fun of me a good bit about it. You know, I'm like, look, we're making decisions on things, and you want to make it fast. You want to make it right. You want, yeah. and it's about gut feel. What Six Sigma taught me how do I how do I get to back that gut feel up with right. real information? Yeah, yeah. We'll control chart out like what's our collections every week. Yeah. Like how much money do we collect? And you know, I want to know what it is every week to know if it goes up or down is there more or less we need to more more or less energy we need to put into it to keep it right where it needs to be you know what's our goal right you know so i get all excited about yeah, it yeah. just like you know like when i'm, when I'm doing like a, a monthly company meeting and, and then we start throwing it all out i kind of have to watch to scroll through the zoom faces to see like okay i'm starting to starting to lose them. i'm losing people I'm here losing go, let me go slower let me let me cut off this last look and skip this last graph i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna get you a calendar of graphs just really good looking yeah. graphs yeah. <laughs> this is a february graph right i love that that's, that's how you sustain the gains man. You, you know? i tell you man i gotta graph it i love it i love it <laughs>
you make uh, you, what is it? Sell with emotion, close with logic. It's the sign of surprise. It's like you want to, you, you want to, you got to have a balance when making decisions. You're emotionally bought in, but what's the logic behind it? You need the that. data. Yeah. What are you not very good at, but wish you were? Not very good at, but wish I were. Could be clay shooting. Right. <laughs> no, I think well, you gave me a layup there because um, <laughs> I mean the best I've ever shot was a eighty, like eighty out of a hundred. Okay. You know. And yeah. Where does that fall relatively? Like, so is, oh, that, yeah, 80, like is that is that bad or is that good? Well, like, like the guys that win competitions will, will hit like ninety eight. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like they right. close their eyes and hit them. You right. Know, you know. Yeah, some people so, are like eighty and B. You're like, no, that's not even in the realm. <laughs> yeah, right. right. No, that's, yeah. just, that's trash. Yeah, it's trash. Yeah, that's probably the best I ever shot. Yeah. <laughs> right. So uh, yeah, <laughs> no, it's I like it because it's a lot about the fundamentals of how you set up and how you got to you have a plan. But then once the action starts, you have to clear that and let it, let whatever the fundamentals are happen. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you have to clear your mind and let it go and react. And then if it doesn't work, then it's about going back and trying to figure out what happened. Yeah. So to me, that's a lot about what it is we do. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know? I love it. So, I love it. I love it. All right, tell me, um, it's game time. What's your walk into the plate song? Hyped up song, time to smash a home run. <laughs> What's your yeah, walk into yeah. the plate song? For me, it would be a fun, like, get loose kind of song, like a happy song. Yeah. Something that you can smile to. So for me, it would be something like Two Pina Coladas by Garth Brooks <laughs> or I like Red Solo Cup. Oh, I you know? love it, man. Just like something that's just like a party. And yeah, it's yeah. Fun times Are you getting loose? Getting loose. That's how you're yeah. doing it. That would throw me off if I was a pitcher. If I said it too, if you let me out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah. dang, I, this either dude's going to be terrible, like either terrible or really good. Like, I can't yeah, tell no, what's coming just, to me. It's just, you know, happy, happy. Yeah. Happy, fun party time. Music. I love it. I yeah. love it. I love it. All right. So, final question What's your favorite place to get a, a cup of Joe? Favorite business lunch and favorite dinner spot. Favorite place for coffee had to be local. I think CC's or um, French Truck. You mm. had French Truck oh, yeah. on government. Oh yeah, yeah, that I like French Truck. Next level. Yeah, good. Yeah, they got a little outdoor patio now, which is yeah, nice. Yeah. And yeah, like even their breakfast and stuff's really good. Yeah, like French, French Truck. Good. Yeah. Favorite place to get lunch? It's Mansour's. Okay. That place is yeah. um, Cedar Plank. Salmon, like every time. No day. doubt, you got you got your your dishes lined up too. Oh yeah, that thing. <laughs> like if I go someplace, like else, Jay's here, get the plank out. Oh yeah, if I go someplace else and they have that on the menu, right? It's like I can't get it because it it doesn't. It's gonna fail in comparison. Doesn't measure up like it's it's that good. Yeah, it's, I love it's that. That good. What's your uh, dinner spot? Dinner spot, man. I guess it's always just been about family at home. I love kids. That. It doesn't matter if it's cooked or we ordered it waiter or, you know, but just the, that's the time I get to spend mm. with them. It's not even that long. It doesn't feel like, you know, time I get home to when they go to sleep, it's only a couple of hours. You yeah. Know, they're still little. Yeah. That's a great answer. You know, but like, just you look forward to that, that little piece of time. Yeah. while well, you got it. Yeah. That's uh reminds me of, I'll share this real quick, then we'll close. But there was a video of this family. They asked two parents, and they're like, if you could have dinner with anybody, anybody in the world, who would it be? Like, they're thinking, the dad's like, I, 
George Washington, you know, in the mom asked the mom like this. And then they uh, they pull the kids in the room and they ask them, who would you have, anybody in the whole world? They're like, my mommy and my daddy, you know, and they ask the, the kid, the other kid, the same thing, my mommy and my daddy. And they go back and play the video for the parents and they're like, oh, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> like, wow, we screwed that one up, man. And like, with that, you know, the kids give a big old hug. They're like, oh my gosh, love y'all. And like, it was, yeah, <laughs> they're like, oh man. So um, anyways, you drilled it, man, on the, on the, on the first try. So. Yeah, no, that's, my little boy is, Jack says stuff like that sometimes. Like, you know, we'll be on vacation or something and I'll, yeah. you know, we're leaving and I'm like trying to submit the memories and, you know, like, what was your favorite part? What's your favorite yeah, part? Yeah. And he'll always say something like, well, spend time with the family was my favorite part, daddy. Yeah. And I'm like, we're at Disney World. You're like, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know. Was it rock and roller coaster? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. We went on the Star Wars route. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like, oh, I love that. That was my favorite, but I think favorite ride. But the best thing was, so he always, yeah, he always, he grounds me with that. Oh, know, yeah. You know, oh. he's only nine. You know, oh, my that's gosh. A big thing for him. He's got to figure it out at an early age. Don't lose that. Jeez, right. that's fantastic. Well, I appreciate it, Preacher Tom. I always enjoy our conversations. For those who want to get in touch with you and learn more about what you're doing or SciTech, what's the best way to connect? They can call me on my, my cell, 985-817-1884. That's 985-817-1884. Or my email address is j, just the letter, thompson at com. Awesome. Appreciate it, man. Until next time, thanks again. Thank you for, for doing it. Of course. Thanks for tuning in and giving us a listen. We appreciate you. Again, give us a like, give us a comment, let us know what you think, what else would you like to hear. And if you know somebody that you think would be a great fit, please message us and let us know how we can connect. Thanks again. Hope you have a great day.